Thank you for checking out the Long Run Podcast. As you probably know, being a young adult is sometimes just as confusing as it can be exciting. Our 20s and 30s bring about many life-altering decisions and seasons of change. How we decide to live through those seasons will directly impact us in the long run. Our vision for this podcast is to help you make your life count by knowing Jesus, loving Him, and becoming like Him daily. Having said that, here's the next episode of the Long Run Podcast. Uh, I didn't realize, I know you're a pastor, preacher, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know you sang until yesterday. Oh. So I watched... Oh, the service. service. Oh. And I, I, I saw him standing up there, and I heard the music playing, and I was like, okay, let's see what Dr. Carmichael does here. And then all of a sudden, he starts singing sing with me. And I was like, wow, he's got a yeah. voice. Yeah, I've been a little hoarse here. Because <laughs> of the, you know, it's been yeah. hot and cold. I was like, man, golly. I told my sister this morning, I was like, Man, some of them notes wasn't, it didn't sound that great. <laughs> I when I went back and great. listened to it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I was like, wow, Multi- <laughs> multi-talented. I have respect for a pastor that can preach and then sing because there, there's no need for the praise man. You just kind of started off singing and then you go into preaching and what's it, good is yeah. when no one even knows the difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, you know, when my first church, I, um, we, we didn't have a musician. Well, we started off with one. It was a young guy. He was like sixteen, something, mm-hmm. and um, and he left, and so we didn't have anybody. So I I would do rehearsal, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm over there, and then you play. Uh, I started learning, you know, how to wow. play sub. And I was like, Plays okay, so, too. Yeah. so I would play. <laughs> there you go. The songs, get up and preach, get finished preaching, yeah. go back over, pray the songs. <laughs> I I was like one man band. What you gotta do, especially when you want to build that atmosphere during the invitation, you can just kind of have the piano come up yeah. on the floor, and then you start doing your prayer, and you can, and you can start that background. Lord, you know, yeah. I don't know. hey, you know, I'm not that talented. So doing the Wesley, I would do tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I just like doing the uh, like we would do altar prayer. I yeah. would just start turn, start on, turn some songs all of a sudden, and then I would be controlling it right there by the pulpit, and it's like okay, and then I hit it and. Yeah, but when the choir was singing, I would go over and, and play and then come back. <laughs> That's right. That's good. Well, thank you all for coming back to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. Uh, I'm Weston Downing. I'm Jeff Jones. And this week, we have Dr. Carmichael with us. Yes. Glad Sh- to be here. Share with us a little bit about yourselves. Let our listeners get to know you. Uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? What do you do now? Tell us about your family a little bit. All right, so uh, my father, uh, his name is H.D. Carmichael, Horace David Carmichael. Um, my mother is Josie Ann Carmichael. She's still living. My father passed in 2005, um, so he was much older. He was born in 1921, mm-hmm. and so uh, so he had a lot of children, mm-hmm. and so he had seven sons and 13 daughters. So What? Wow. And so... Uh, but Which one were, are you? I, I, I'm, um, like I said, it's two under me. So gotcha. Wow. So you're close so, to the younger I'm ones. Seven, I'm, I'm the seventeenth child. That's gotcha. Unbelievable. Yeah, wow. So, um, so you know, my daddy believed in be fruitful and multiply, <laughs> replenish the earth. That's right. Know? So, <laughs> so you know, and and so he always would remind me. It's like if I'd have stopped, you wouldn't have made it. 
uh-huh you <laughs> wouldn't be good. here and so <laughs> i was like hey you know my dad was a carpenter so he built uh and remodeled houses and stuff mm-hmm. did you know he had one of the uh, places um, his customers was um mr phillips who owned you know majority stock in bfi so you go out there and and what's that chickasaw gardens right okay and yeah we do work on him go out to his mm-hmm. duck blind out in arkansas mm-hmm. and work out there, there you go it. i mean he was just you know so he you know we we, we worked all the time mm-hmm. we grew up working cutting wood you know I, no stranger to work <laughs> we yeah. pull nails put down floors you know all kind of things so so that was kind of my childhood work Mm. work and play yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and so daddy would wake us up and you know we got up five in the morning we go load the truck get ready to go work wow you know? so uh so i'm like i said no stranger to to working but so me and my brother that's closest to me which is two years older than me his name's drake um we grew up saying we'll never be pastors <laughs> never <laughs> we'll never do that you know because it's like man daddy gets so much trouble you mm-hmm. know he's working all the time and then he at the church all the time and it was like hey you know this ain't nothing we do and so you know how people at church be like you gonna be a little preacher boy you know? and, <laughs> no, <laughs> no never <laughs> and so and, you are now <laughs> yeah and so it's not my will but thine will be done <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh so the thing is, is that, um, so we, you know, I was around the age of, um, I got saved around 11 years old mm-hmm. and, um, and, and around the age of, you know, 16, 17, I started asking my daddy questions like, how do you know, how do you know God is calling you? How hmm. do you know, uh, when he, you know, and he's trying to explain to me the best, best he know how. And so, um. I could never forget it. Um, I have an older brother. His name is Greg. He was my dad would do Sunday night service, and so he would uh, he he wouldn't preach. He would have all the associate preachers preach on Sunday night, and so um, what my brother was preaching that night from Romans chapter twelve. Hmm. Uh, verse one, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so he was expounding on the reasonable service portion. He, and he said this statement, never forget it. Maybe there's something that God wants you to do that you're not doing. And so I'm sitting there listening as like the spirit was in my mind saying, mm-hmm. preach. I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was like preach. Mm-hmm. See, but my daddy told me enough stories about guys running, yeah, from God, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to cause no more pain. But, but then I don't want to call myself. So right. I don't. I don't know right. if this is the God balance. or not. I don't know. And sure. and so all I knew was the, like the story of Gideon. You mm-hmm. know, Lord, if this is really you let this happen so i i asked him to do something i didn't think was gonna happen and nothing outrageous like money falling from the sky nothing mm-hmm. like that but i um i wanted to go out of town for something and um and normally my daddy's first answer is no <laughs> but he said yeah and i was like okay so i said lord if he if my dad say yes to this then i'm gonna come back when i come back after that next, that next sunday i'm gonna tell the church what you what you want me to do mm-hmm. and so uh long story short that's that's what happened so i preached my first sermon in 
February of 1990. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so, <laughs> so started that, that journey. And so, um, ended up getting married in 1993 to, uh, Stacy, my wife, Stacy Ann. Now, how did you guys meet? At Federal Express. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both working there. We were both working there, and we were both going to State Tech, which okay. was, you know. Southwest at Yeah, the time. it's Southwest yeah. now, but yeah. State Tech and Chevy State combined um, out there on Macon. And so um, we, um, we, we she, she noticed me. I didn't notice her, <laughs> being honest. <laughs> I was too busy being Mr. Game Room. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I played pool, I played table tennis, I shot basketball. Yeah. First semester, straight A's, because I didn't know where anything was. All my classes were back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I was home by 12 o'clock. Yeah. But when they broke them classes and I had all that time in between, I found everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I wasn't going to class like I should and mm-hmm. all that, you know. So she graduated, I didn't. And so, but we got, we ended up getting married. Um, and so we have four children. She had a son already when I, when I met him. And so he was about one at the time. Yeah. And so, well, he's my son too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, so we have four, uh, Jonathan, um, Little Brian, but if you saw him, he ain't little. He's six, <laughs> six three. So, okay. you know, so yeah. little Brian, Brandy, and Brian, uh, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, a, lot, a lot of times I just start saying. So I want to say little Brian. And I say little Brandon because <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about who you're talking to. Yep. And so I, I kind of stumbled there because my daughter, her name is uh, Brandy, but we call her Tweety, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. She looked like a little Tweety Bird. Oh, okay. She was a baby. And I was like, Tweety Bird is like, I want a putty cat. I want a putty cat. You know? <laughs> That's great. But That's anyway, great. Um, but I've been married for a while now. So yeah. we praise God for that. That's, That's awesome to hear. And to hear your whole story and how it came to be that you're a pastor and how mm-hmm. God has blessed your family. And I'm very familiar with your son after going on a mission trip with him. I, mm-hmm. I know what to do and what not to do around him. <laughs> don't, don't touch him inside. <laughs> I've learned. I've learned. Uh, but with all that being said, and after hearing a little bit of your story, coming from the young adult perspective, I'm 22, and most of our listeners are young people. Mm-hmm. If I had to ask you, what would be one piece of advice or set of advice that you would get because one's probably hard to nail down mm-hmm. but if you had to tell a young person uh, give them one piece of advice for the rest of <clears throat> their life to prepare them in the long run of eternity in their life what would you share with them well you know looking back now I, I, I wish there were some things that I knew that I uh, that I know now that I've learned and 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 part of that is because I, I, you know, I really wasn't disciple like, you know, like what we talk about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's a saying that I say at church. I said, uh, there are three things that need to be constant and consistent in your life if you're going to grow and be who God wants you to be. I said, the first thing is that you need to be studying or be saturated with the word of God. Second thing, you need to be submitting to the spirit of God. Third, you need to stay surrounded by the people of God. And so um, 
if I'd have known that back then, I believe I would be so much farther ahead mm-hmm. uh, today. And and so I I'll unpack that to kind of help you to see mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm talking about. So let's let's just look at the the Word of God. And um, when I was young, um, you know especially preaching you're gonna read the bible but it's for sermons <laughs> really <laughs> exactly or to teach or us but that daily quiet time um it's, it's nothing like it you know um spending time in god's word and once if i could go back to that 20 year old self i would say hey read the through the bible every day mm-hmm. or every year you know read through it uh, some people they read through it twice a year, but uh, at least once, you know, every year, because what God is doing is trying to shape your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans twelve um, and one, you know, I just quoted that earlier. But verse two says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Mm-hmm. God wants to change the way we think. Mm-hmm. I noticed years ago that when I listened to a lot of radio, uh, whether it was political or sports or whatever, when I met people, guess what I talked about? What I've been filling my mind with. Mm. I filled it with sports, so I talked about sports. I filled it with politics, so I talked about politics. But then I realized, why am I filling it with God's word? Mm. So then my mind would be on God's word and mm-hmm. I'll start to see it the way God sees it. Yeah. So then I'll start doing it the way God would have it to be done. Mm-hmm. And so when you start thinking about scripture, think about what Paul said to the Ephesian church in chapter one. He talks about, I'm praying for you. He says, he wants the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling. Hmm. And that you may know about this power that God used to raise up Christ from the dead, which is also available to you. But I don't know it if I'm not in the book. Mm-hmm. Peter said at the end of Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. All throughout the New Testament, he's talking about this knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, in every prayer, Paul is saying, hey, I want you to know, I want you to know, I want you to know. But how do we know? Yeah, by getting in the book, yeah. mm-hmm. and true. so it, it has shaped the way I think. Yeah, it, it has changed how I see things, mm-hmm. things that, and I, and and so it has done so much more for me uh, than I, I could say anything else has done. Mm-hmm. Just being in the book, and while I'm in the book, it's just shaping me. I'm gonna tell you something else I learned uh, is that um, uh, Psalm one nineteen. We say it's a tribute to the word of God. But you notice about 10 or 11 times in there, uh, the psalmist is saying, I love your law. You know, I, what's that verse? 90, 97, 95, right in there. He says, oh, how I love your law mm-hmm. is my meditation all the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't even talk like that anymore. No. Nobody says, oh, I just love God's word. You know, I can't, you know, I put the TV to the side so I can get in it. You know, I I just forget that radio. I want the word, you know. Uh, That's not what we, we don't talk that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I started realizing that, 
you know, I had to start saying, you know, I got these cravings. Oh, I got to watch this show. I got to watch this show. Mm -hmm. And then I start saying, you know what? When I feel like that, I'm not going to watch the show. I'm going to turn on this, you know, Bible. Yeah. You know, listen to it audibly, you know. And I'm just, and so I start listening to the Bible all the time. You know, I go sleep with it listening to it I, mm-hmm. you know I get up in the morning I start mm-hmm. listening to it I just you know and so what it did is just started shaping my mind and helping me to to divorce myself of a lot of these entanglements you yeah. know that we we find ourselves yeah. in so uh, that's why I say about being saturated being in the book okay so so here's something that that somebody uh, I listened to yesterday that is a friend of mine he was actually my youth minister a long time ago, so he's really old. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he lives in Minnesota, and he was sharing something yesterday about intimacy with God. And and it, it made me just realize, you know, years ago, uh, I hate to always go back to being an old person, but... Uh, Way to date yourself. I know. But, I, you know, we would watch a TV show and then wait another week before the next TV show. Mm-hmm. And that you learned how to just, okay, that was a fun 30 minutes. But next week, mm-hmm. I'll do it again. But now, I'm guilty of this. I can sit and watch five episodes and spend a whole night yeah. just, everybody calls it binging and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But it's because your <clears throat> your hunger for that increases. Well, he said something yesterday about intimacy with God related to when he uh, he spends specific time every single day at a specific place every single day, by himself every single day. Uh, He said, some days I miss, but he said, I make an appointment with God. And he goes, and I don't think this is idolatry necessarily, but he said, when I sit down at the table where I sit, Mm -hmm. he said, as I read God's word, I imagine that Christ or the Holy Spirit is sitting right across from Mm -hmm. me talking to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I talk to him in prayer, I turn around just like I'm talking to that chair Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he's there. Because, I mean, a lot of times, sometimes even when we talk to God or listen to God's word, we think from something way up there in mm-hmm. heaven or some faraway place, we're talking to God who's so distant. But if we bring him right there with us mm-hmm. and listen to his word like you're talking about, it changes us, it transforms us. It's more than just information. It's actually intimacy right. mm-hmm. with God. And we, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, you know, sometimes even things that you thought you understood Mm. so like in the book of judges the story of samson so um coming up you know we were always told that you know you're preachers preaching you know coming up with nice nice little things to say Mm -hmm. uh they said that samson got a haircut in the wrong barber shop you know that was (laughs) that was his problem but when you listen to the text and you look at the text you know delilah is asking samson tell me where does your strength lie you know and she says you've been tricking me you're you're deceiving me and she keeps you know she stays at him she just you know worrying him to death and um the reason he lost his strength is not because he got his hair cut because he had broken all the other Nazarite vows and you know he'd been drinking he'd been Mm. running out to lose women he'd been doing whatever Mm -hmm. but but when he gave God's glory to his hair and not to God, because his hair was not the source of his strength, God was the source of his mm-hmm. strength. 
And you could hear the text say, oh, y'all can come on, bring the money. Because Delilah said, bring the money. Because he didn't told me his heart. Mm-hmm. That's what Samson believed. Yeah. He believed that the only reason he had his strength, because he had his hair. Mm-hmm. But if he had told her that my strength relies in the God that I serve, story over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, hey, when we, and he, and scripture clearly states it, my glory, I will not give to another. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the spirit, the Lord departed, and yeah. he didn't even know he had departed. Yeah. yeah. I let you know the intent of his heart. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so you start to see those kind of things. God helps you to understand. See, because now you're removing all the other stuff that's clouding your mind. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 talks about, you know, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Listen to what it says. Old things are supposed to be passing away. Behold, all things have become new. The problem is we don't let the old stuff go. Mm-hmm. We try to squeeze in a little prayer, squeeze in a little time. And, and then what do you hear in church? I ain't got time. Mm. I know you don't because you, <laughs> st- you ain't let any of that other stuff go. Right. You're still trying to do that. And like you just added Jesus to what you're already doing. That ain't, he come to take over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And we ought to net him, let him take over. So that's the word of God. Right. And I think for a lot of young people, it is that we don't have time. I, I'll speak to a college student and even young adults that are working you know, whether you're trying to make sure you're in a place to meet a spouse or something, mm-hmm. a lot of people are involved in a lot of different things for sure. many different reasons. For a college student, you've got mm-hmm. maybe you're in a fraternity, you're doing ministry stuff. So you got social life, you got school life, you got work life, you got to work out, mm-hmm. you got to go to church. So now you've got all these five different departments of your life you're trying to spread time to. And it's like, mm-hmm. now I got to read my Bible. And then I'm teaching a class. I got to study the Bible separate from my time with God. And I think the big thing is, for me, and we've always heard it. That's the first thing I do when I get up to prepare my mind for the day to be proactive rather than reactive mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. reacting to everything during the day. Like we get up and we look at our phone and we look at the notifications. We got problems at work, friends texting me. Immediately, you're in a reactive, responding mode to mm-hmm. the day. But when you have the Word of God first, you're reactive and you're responding to him, like you're Mm -hmm. saying. And so the biggest barrier for college students, here's the thing we don't want to hear, and for young adults, we stay up too late. Mm -hmm. Because the only way you're going to get up before the day starts, whatever that may be, you may have a class at 11, and so your your day probably starts at 1045 because you don't go to bed (laughs) till 3 a.m. But Mm -hmm. when you start merging out of that staying up late, and, well, i got to be at work, are you going to roll out of bed at 4 o'clock in Mm -hmm. the morning if you got a long drive or whatever, I'm placing worst-case scenario here. Mm-hmm. You roll out of the bed at 4 o'clock, and you're walking out of the door at 4.15, grab your coffee and go. Or is it going to be, well, I have to get up at 3.45 to get some word in? Or if you're on a normal schedule, like waking up at 7. Mm-hmm. I can't stay up till 11 o'clock binge-watching. Right. I mean, what else is there to sure. do at night other than yeah. watch TV, really? Mm-hmm. And so that's a good point, though. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, what if you – so I – and one of my disciples' groups at the church, the men that I disciple, I – you know, the guy was like, and I said, you know, some days are weaker than others. And so I said, hey, mm-hmm. tell me one of your weakest days. What's what's going on? So one of the brothers said, Monday is, is a hard day for me. And and the other brother was like, what's going on? What what you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and 
And he said this, and you know, and he didn't really want to say it, but he went on and said it. Um, I like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but wrestling lasts three hours. So when he on gets Monday off night. work, yeah. he wants to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it lasts three hours. And they was like, hey, do you got, you know, you know, a DVR? You know, record it. And he said, if I record it, well, then Tuesday going to be a bad day because I'm going to watch it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, firm believer in that it is more than one way to skin a cat. But are you looking for it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, how many commercials do you think are shown in that three-hour period? He said, well, I said, what's it say, 10? I don't know how many. I just guessed at yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, um, and let's just assume that, you know, each commercial break is two two minutes. I said, so what I want you to do, start recording it, get in the book. And when you get finished, fast forward through every commercial mm-hmm. and start. I said, you probably will catch up with it. That's good. Before yeah. the end. Right. And, and that way you're not feeling like this is all I can do. I right. can't do nothing else. You mm-hmm. know, I won't watch wrestling no more. I won't be, you know. Mm-hmm. I think God wants us to enjoy life, but life where he, according to Colossians one eighteen, has the preeminence. Mm-hmm. He's first place. Yeah. You know. That's good. There's and more than one way to skin a cat, mm-hmm. but are you looking for it? I like that. Are you looking mm-hmm. for it? Yeah. I like yeah. that. <clears throat> so, you know, um, so, you know, it's that kind of thing. So, um, so I, I'm always trying to solve problems, always mm-hmm. looking for for ways. And, and and one of the things, the reason I came up with those three, uh, well, I didn't come up with them. They're in the Word of God. Uh, you know, you you you're studying, you're seeing different things, and and you start putting pieces together. So like uh, Jesus in the garden, and well, not in the garden, but in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, after he was baptized, the Bible says that the Spirit drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan Mm -hmm. and so when he was there what did he use to fight with he had the word of God every time the enemy said hey man you know hey command these stones to be made bread it is written man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God you know next day it is written next Mm -hmm. day it is written and so what two things were there that were available to the Lord Jesus Christ, which were the same two things that were available to Adam, the word of God and the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. which brings me to the second point. We got to be led by the spirit of God. The spirit led him into the wilderness. And so he was following the spirit of God. And when he's there, he's using the word. What does the spirit bring back to your remembrance? God. Mm-hmm. So the Spirit uses this word to bring back to your remembrance. But the key is, are you going to submit to it? Mm-hmm. I was working at Warehouser. Warehouser was a box company. They they made boxes for Sanyo and and um, you know all those different people. And so um, I was working. I was a operator on the machine. And so we had these big headsets on because the machine was very loud and hot. And so we had to communicate. And they got 
on my nerves. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. Got on my nerves, and so I got real quiet. So I'm, I talk a lot. So, but when you, you know, you know, like most men, we shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't say nothing. I ain't got nothing mm-hmm. else to say. And so, um, but then the Holy Spirit convicted me and said that brought back to my mind the word of God. And what did the word say? Pray for them that despitefully misuse you and say all man of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. And I say, I ain't finna pray. They don't, I ain't praying for them. You know, I'm saying this in my mm-hmm. mind. And and then I, I go on and, and then I hit my head on the machine. And I said, okay, Lord. I'm going to pray, <laughs> but I don't know what to pray for these people. Could you please help me? You know, and I was like, and then he was like, well, first pray that if they're not saved, that they'll get saved. Mm-hmm. Second, pray that if they are saved, that they'll repent and live the way they're supposed to live. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Lord. So I submitted to the spirit of God mm-hmm. and I prayed. And then after then, I had to repent myself. So yeah. I get on the headset and say, I have not conducted myself the way a Christian's supposed to conduct themselves. And so I need to ask y'all to forgive me. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, the thing is, is we have to submit to the Spirit. He's bringing yeah. God's Word back to your remembrance. Mm-hmm. But are you allowing it to shape you? Yeah. Are you, you know, humbling yourself sure. under his mighty hand mm-hmm. so he can exalt you? And so I, I use this uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If you ever come to my church, we're Proverbs 3, 5, and mm-hmm. 6 church. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to submitting to the spirit of God, I use that verse. I said, first of all, you got to just start off with the idea. I'm going to trust him. I don't care what he says. I'm going to trust him. Mm -hmm. So the next part is prayer. Who is the one that directs us and helps us in our prayers? The Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, so I'm going to take everything to God in prayer because I need him to guide me Mm -hmm. because I don't know what I'm doing. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end is the way of death. I'll mess it up. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Before I got saved, I was messing it up. And even after I got saved, <laughs> I was doing what I wanted to do, and I messed it up. Yeah. And so I realized I don't know what I'm doing, so I need to constantly. So the Bible says pray without ceasing. Men shall always pray, mm-hmm. and I faint. Mm-hmm. It, it's constantly telling you, you never say, I've done what I'm supposed to do, because he said you ought to be doing it all the time. Yeah. Because guess what? You're always making decisions. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, okay. So I I realized that, hey, this would clean up everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, the young guy and the young girl, they're in the car. They're getting ready, you know, to fog the windows up. They're getting ready to kiss (laughs) and get hot and heavy. And they stop and say, hold up, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says we need to pray. And ask God, Lord, do you want us kissing? Do you want us to get hot and heavy in the Mm -hmm. room? I tell you one thing. (laughs) Yeah. Them that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Uh, <laughs> so let yeah. God lead you. You know, it, hey, it, it, your windows will stop being fogged up. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know, stop with change. Yeah. <laughs> I heard y'all have a saying in your family from the Old Testament, there's sin in the camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's and it. I love I love the fact that it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of a lot of young adults ask the question, what is God trying to tell me? They always want to know, yeah. you know, well, what's the next step for me or you know, how do you hear from God? And, and, you know, I know the Bible talks about all this stuff, but how do you hear about specific things? But I think you hit on it is that when we listen and like you obeyed on that headset, you, you stopped, you listened to the spirit of God. He spoke to you when he speaks to us about some things and we listen and obey, then we'll start to hear that voice and recognize it more and more and more. And then it's almost like, you know, I think about George Mueller, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. great, uh, you know, uh, follower of Christ from the 1800s. But if you read his biography, it's all about listening to and trusting the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. He never asked for a single thing, but yet he fed, you know, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of. He, I think they said that, that he raised eight million dollars in today's money, or maybe more than that, twenty million dollars without asking for a single penny mm-hmm. in his lifetime because he trusted God, listened to his voice, and obeyed, and then mm-hmm. people responded. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? It's hard. It is, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do. I, I'm not, I don't ever think I'm saying it's easy. Yeah. Because if you're, how do you do something you're not used to doing? Sure. Mm-hmm. How do you start doing something that you're not used to doing? Mm. Which brings me to the third thing. You got to stay surrounded by the people of God. Think of all the one another's in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. That we're supposed to love one another, encourage one another, comfort one another. We bear one another's burdens. We need to be merciful to one another. We need to submit to one another. We need to, um, as it say, soothe or comfort one another, encourage one another. All these mm-hmm. one another's, what does that tell you? It says that, hey, you know what? I'm not meant to live this Christian life by myself. Right. I can't do it by myself. And I know in this, you know, world that we're in, you know, I want to be self-sufficient. I want to be able to do it on my own. I want to do This Christian life was never meant to be in a bubble somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it's meant to be lived among God's people. And so uh, how can I be reminded? If you're surrounded by the people of God, they'll remind you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're supposed to be praying about that. Oh, no, don't worry. Put it in God's hands. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're reminding each other. And then we're Mm -hmm. building each other up. We're comforting one another and saying, hey, it's going to be all right. I'm praying for you. I'm here to help you. I'm here for you. I'm here to remind you, Mm -hmm. you know. So when I remember about doing my quiet time, let me call you up and remind and see, have you done yours? Mm-hmm. So we're helping. So a person, and that's really what we have here is discipleship. You're, sure. you're, you're reminding people to the helping them to get in the habit of doing things they hadn't been doing. We're checking on each other. We're doing these mm-hmm. things. That's why we need to stay surrounded by the people of God. And I say it also like this. I, I, I want you to be chasing I want you to be with people who are chasing after God, mm. not yeah. not the normal pe- people, the people who just kind of there, but the ones who want him, yeah. the ones who yeah. really, I, I want what he wants. I want to be who he wants me to be. And so I, I want to be around people who are excited about him, who are chasing him mm. every day. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, 
you know, um, I, I use that in our new members class. So I say, hey, you know what? If you want to kill any relationship, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Get selfish. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Sure. Just get selfish. So I use Luke 9 and 23. When I'm sharing the gospel, when I get to the end, I say, I can't say it no better than Jesus. If any man will come after me, the first thing he says that you need to do is to deny yourself. Can't be about you anymore. No mm-hmm. more your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions, what you want, how you see it, what you feel about it. No more. Deny self. Take up the cross. Really, the cross is, and I can prove it by going through it. But when you get down to it, it's the word of God. It's what he's asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't want to do it. It's a cross you got to bear. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so take it up and do what? Follow him. So yeah. I use this example. I said, you get up on Sunday morning. You just got saved. You get up out of bed. You're like, ah. Oh. And you said, man, I don't feel like going to church. It was like, hold up. Not about me. It's not about yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Got to deny self. Take up the cross. What does the word of God say? Hebrews 10 and 25. Forsake not the assembling of yourself that the man of son is. Oh, so I just need to do what he's asking me to do. And guess what you'll find yourself doing? Following him. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, that's what God is calling for us to do. So think about it. If I'm comforting you guys and you guys are comforting me and y'all are comforting each other, we're all being taken care of. Yeah. But sure. if I get selfish mm-hmm. and I start looking at you guys and saying, I think I'm comforting more than they're comforting me. <laughs> I'm going to pull back on my comforting. Yeah. yeah. You know. Sure. I, oh, I think I deserve more comforting. Yeah. Or more love or more whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, then you're going to be looking like, Brian ain't been funny. What's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, he must think he better than us. or You know, the uh-huh. next thing you know, you're looking That's at right. me and then kills it every time sure. yeah. so selfishness will kill our relationship with God and it kills relationships in marriage yeah. and between children and parents and between friends it, it'll kill any relationship sure. yeah. and so Jesus knew that so he said hold up if you're gonna come after me first thing let's get this straight right let's start here in the beginning we gotta kill deny self deny yeah. yourself that's okay. good. Mm-hmm. That's really good stuff. And so, so Paul said, "I die daily. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got to keep beating this body, because it want to do what it want to do. Mm-hmm. I got to keep doing it." Yeah. And so, uh, you just start to see it. And so, let me paint another picture for you to help you see how God uses those three things to change us. Jesus said this: that if you love me. You'll keep my commandments. When it came to changing, it was more about information. Mm-hmm. The more information I got, it would change. I, I would know what I need to do, and that's not true. Because mm. a lot of people know what they're supposed to do, and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but here's the game changer. The, the, the way the Jewish people saw the human heart, or they saw the heart, they saw it in four different parts you know physical part, mm-hmm. but then you saw it as the intellect which is the mind mm-hmm. the emotion which is the 
you know, loving, uh, hating, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. And then the will or the desire. Um, So if you think God uses those three things to help change our hearts. So he uses the word of God to change the way I think. The spirit of God helps shape the way I feel. And the people of God to help change what I want. Mm-hmm. That's good. What I yeah. desire. So when you look at it, how can this help me? What I find is that people don't attack their sin. They don't. They just, I said, what you doing? I'm working on it. Well, tell me what you're doing to work <laughs> on it. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then if they do give me something, it ain't got nothing to do with God's word. Right. It's, it's like, well, I'm just trying not to lie. Yeah. <laughs> you ever thought about the elephant in the room? Mm-hmm. You know, if I said, do not think about a pink elephant, most of us <laughs> put a picture of a pink elephant in our mind. Yeah. So just think what you're doing. If you're saying, I'm trying not to think about lying, yeah. you find yourself doing That's right. what you say you're trying mm-hmm. not to do. That's true. So I say, oh, let's look at the opposite way. So why don't I go to Scripture? And find out what the Bible says about lying, the negative aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But then let me also go to Scripture and find out what God says about telling the truth, mm-hmm. the positive aspects of it, so I can use those Scriptures to shape my mind. Right. But then, when it comes to the Spirit of God, now I'm finna pray those Scriptures to the Lord mm-hmm. and said, Lord, you said, Lying is an abomination. But mm-hmm. you said, you know, righteous people tell the truth. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to pray back. So now I want to love what God loves mm-hmm. and hate what God hates. So God hates lying. Lord, I need you to help change my heart so I'll detest lying. Psalm 119, he says this, I hate every false way but I love your word mm-hmm. we don't Yeah. why hadn't that been taught to us why yeah. hadn't we mm-hmm. made that connection that yeah. hey I hate that so but it's your word I want to love it's mm-hmm. what you want and so if I start praying that and asking God to change the way I feel I had a, a, a lady who her husband died unexpectedly just unexpectedly, and, and we the women had went on a trip and came back. He didn't come pick her up. And so her mind said, God don't make mistakes. But her heart said, I think he messed up this time. Mm-hmm. The way she felt mm-hmm. and what she thought didn't match. Mm-hmm. And what I find is, we go with how we feel yeah, it's the more than what we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are operating, you know how you say, oh, they just operate off emotion. Mm-hmm. We do it a lot. Yeah. Sure. And so we need and to. Feel, yeah. Con- feelings change mm-hmm. and they're unreliable, but God's word always mm-hmm. is true and stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. So, well, this is great. This is good stuff because my 20 year old self. I wish I'd have listened to all this. I'm listening now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Dr. Mm. Carmichael, and everything you spoke. I'll definitely take it to heart. 
uh, especially moving forward. So thank you all for listening to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can look us up at www.thelongrun.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.